Welcome to True News 365. Check out truenews365.com for more podcasts, videos, blogs, and commentary from a Christian and biblical worldview perspective. All right, thanks for joining me once again. This is True News 365. Title of this podcast is Gospel Blocking Christians Part 2. Uh, check out truenews365.com for more podcasts, blogs, videos, and commentary from a Christian and biblical worldview perspective. Okay, some time ago I, I did a podcast on this subject, but the seriousness of this has me adding a part two. Okay, because it's necessary. It's so necessary, so important. Um, if there's any evangelism of God's pure word and truth that's going to continue on among true Christians as needed today more than ever, then all hindrances and stumbling blocks must be identified. And since I do some neighborhood ministry, passing out gospel tracts and talking to people when I can, or when I speak on public forums online, sometimes people will bring up issues of religious trauma and it's up to me to bring words of comfort and deal with the issues that are being presented as well as keep it relevant to scriptural truth. But what's true with regard to the subject of religious trauma is that as Christians, number one, we need to be as sensitive as humanly possible, handling delicately people's true experiences and where they are coming from. We have to assume we're dealing with people who are being honest and sincere about their accounts and not be flippant about them. And this is 100% consistent with scripture where it states that the child of God must be gentle with their words. Let's look at uh, 2 Timothy chapter 2 beginning in, on verse 24. <coughs> Excuse me. The Lord's bondservant was not, must not be quarrelsome but be kind to all skillful in teaching, patient when wronged, with gentleness, correcting those who are in opposition, and perhaps God may grant them repentance, leading to the knowledge of the truth, and they may come to their senses and escape this from the snare of the devil, having been captive by him to do his will. Okay, that was 2 Timothy 2, 24-25. So there should be no assuming or speculations that the Christian isn't to be gentle in their dealing with these things and the person who isn't abiding by this clear teaching is not being consistent with Christianity, thereby either being ignorant or perhaps not even Christian. Okay? So that right there should be the first assumption to anyone and everyone who encounters a hateful person calling themselves Christian, including Christians okay Um, but I'm so surprised how like so many professed Christians will tell me Christians are mean yet they themselves call themselves Christians so they judge the whole body by those who aren't even abiding by the very scriptures that are to determine whether they are or are not Christians but of course they don't include themselves in the band of meanies It's never them who are the bad guys, but always someone else. That's pretty ignorant and inconsistent, if you ask me. 
So this nebulous abstract group of true Christians are supposedly out there persecuting the world? Is this the case? Okay, number two. While we're being sensitive to those who come to us talking about their anecdotal abuse claims and experiences, we have to stand firm on the truth of Scripture, not wavering on the solid truth of Scripture, despite whatever claims of horrendous and possibly truthful abuses they've experienced as a result of those who claim to be following Christ. And that's not easy to do. It's not easy to stand firm on biblical truth while needing to be as sensitive as possible towards those who have been abused, supposedly by those representing the same truth of Scripture. While this is a true problem in society, it's also a true weapon formed against the Word of God and the people of God. Okay, I'm going to repeat that again for emphasis. While this is a true problem in society, it's also a true weapon formed against the Word of God and the people of God. And its worldly implication is that you can't hold to these biblical truths and not yourself be an abuser. Whether they want to admit it or not, for those who are the accusers of the brethren and representing the world, this is the implication that's being placed on Christians. However, liberal Christians, fake Christians, and those calling themselves Christians along with the world use this conundrum to beat over the heads of true Christians. Again, Gandhi was noted as, as having said something like, I'd be compelled to become a Christian if it weren't for the behavior of those who call themselves Christian. This sounds pretty uh, nice and resounds also awesome with unbelievers, but it's pure ignorance because it doesn't follow biblically. It assumes we're supposed to call true Christians those who are representing st uh, Satan instead of Christ. That's not what we see in Scripture. Again, are we going to follow Scripture or the perverting of Scripture? We see that those who abide in the vine, which is Christ, will do good works. And a good tree cannot ba bear bad fruit. That's in John chapter 15. The Lord Jesus said that. Okay? Okay, the person who abides in the vine, the person who's in Christ, who abides, who walks in Christ, will do good works, and they cannot do bad works. Read chapter 15. So let's cut the nonsense and let's get bi biblical. Okay, if they're a true mature Christian, why would we assume they're abusing anyone? That might be the world's accusation, but is it biblical? No, it isn't. Hasn't the world done enough false accusing? The last time I checked, there was a commandment that goes, Thou shalt not bear false witness. But that's what the world does. Okay, oftentimes people will ask suggestive questions and make suggestive comments alluding to this issue of standing firm on scripture and apologizing for people's abuses as though they're implying that it's because of scripture that these abuses are among us. Sometimes they don't want to come out and say that this is the reason why these abuses happen because they know the Bible doesn't explicitly teach to go out and abuse anyone. It straight ahead says, uh, uh, it teaches God will be the judge. Or they want to argue that because God calls out sin, that this is the reason why they're being abused. But even... Hang on. 
uh, where was I? They want to say that this is because of, you know, God calls out sin and this is why they're being abused. But even there, that doesn't make truthful, uh, a truthful argument against Christians because the Christian is simply identifying what sin is and that we're to stand in the truth of scripture. No one is arguing for creating a theocracy or arguing for stoning anyone. But instead, the stone seems to come from the world to the church from what it seems to me with these false accusations and critiques. But then the critique is never clear on scripture and it's never exact on facts, just accusations and free-floating experiential antidotes. Just like the Me Too movement, accusations without facts. So this is indeed the wokeism that's in the church these days, where re religious people find it somehow their business to decry against Christians while pretending to be Christian. Try and follow that. That's as consistent as a married bachelor. So somehow, they are the loving and unabusing Christian, but somehow someone else who's Christian is the meanie. But they can't be accused of it because they haven't abused anyone and they stand firm on Christian integrity regardless. But they never can just assume the validity of people lying. No. They can't assume somebody's lying about these antidotal experiences. I mean, maybe they are, maybe they're not. That is what the world does, though. It lies, it accuses against God's people. That's what it does. That, that's what it's done historically. The Bible calls Satan the accuser of the brethren. So imagine so-called Christians siding with the accuser of the brethren, standing outside of scripture to judge the brother or sister for hating in a nebulous, general way, simply because the brother or sister stands firmly on the word of God and defends its purity. That's what's happening. This is the wokeism that says you can't talk about cultural issues with application to biblical truths because of the accusation of Christian trauma. So because people have been abused by fake Christians, we have to halt the talk of unadulterated, pure truth of scripture in the public square. Yep, this is the cancel culture set to stifle the gospel, which must go forward. They buy into to the accusations of the world. And it's easy to do so because they themselves most likely aren't talking about these problems in society from a pure biblical perspective and they're not spreading the gospel they're inactive in evangelism because you can't confront anyone with the gospel unless there's personal and cultural application to reality i've had so-called christians tell me i shouldn't talk about repentance to anyone so then what's the gospel the christian supposedly cannot allude to sin in their gospel presentation this is the new woke heresy that has been infiltrated in the church and by the church. I mean, those who call themselves by Christ's name. These are the lukewarms, the babes in Christ, or the straight-up liberal religionists, some who might not even be indwelt by the Holy Spirit, and they're joining forces with the world to keep the gospel from being sent out into the world. These are the goats among the sheep. These are the clouds without water. These are the ones who come from within the church to stir up gossip and slander and bring chaos. I've always said if someone is not out there on the front lines dealing with, with the culture on these issues of truth, then one should simply step down and out of the way of those who are instead of gospel blocking. 
It's not easy confronting the culture head on with biblical truth. Look what happened to John the Baptist. Look what happened to Stephen in the book of Acts. It makes no sense to be cheering on the sidelines those who are stoning Christians and falsely accusing them and yet calling yourself by the same name of Christ in hypocrisy. These are oftentimes busybodies, unlearned and immature believers who make themselves a stumbling block for those on the front lines. They don't want to speak up for what's pure in truth in the, in the culture, but they won't allow you to do so either. All because deep down they might be ashamed of the gospel of Christ themselves. So that's why they want you to shut up. Because you're embarrassing them in front of the world. They're afraid of the world. And because of immaturity, having done what the Bible says, perfecting yourself in love. Because true love, real love, casts out fear, the Bible says. Oh, well, I have to admit that I do have righteous indignation against gospel blockers and liberal Christian religionists, some of which might not even be born again of the Spirit of God. Who knows? God knows. We don't judge people's salvation, but that's because we can't. You have to be all-knowing for that in order to do that. If we could, there'd be nothing wrong with it, obviously. But we also can't close our eyes to bad fruit. If not, then we'd have nothing to say about Joel Osteen, Kenneth Copeland, or even Trump, Biden, or Hitler even. It would be wrong to discern who our daughters date, when they should date, where to buy a house, so on and so on. Gospel blockers are those who are intimidated by God's word going out in its purest form, convicting souls and calling people to repentance for a renewal and a refreshing of the culture and to avoid the wrath that's coming upon those who we are called to love enough to risk warning in truth. Jesus said, you can't serve two masters. You're either going to hate one and love the other. He also said, you either gather with me or you scatter. You're either gathering with me or you're scattering. And then he said, for whoever is ashamed of me and my words in this adulterous and sinful generation, the son of man will also be ashamed of him or her when he comes in the glory of his father with the holy angels. Okay, we're at war. We're totally at war. You have to be able to see that. This is not playtime. Read the Bible. It applies war language all over the place. People's souls are at risk. Every day, over 150,000 people die in the world. Every day, over 100,000, 150,000 people come face to face with universal truth. And we're all on a conveyor belt to that universal truth, whether we want to realize it or not. So this has been my podcast, Gospel Blockers Part 2. If you're out there and you love Christ, don't be a gospel blocker, please. Go join an unwoke church which will teach you sound biblical doctrine, the historical essentials of the Christian faith, and help you grow in sanctification and wisdom in the Lord Jesus Christ. I encourage you to do so, so that we can continue to grow sound in truth because the days are evil and straight up we're living in the last days. We should be able to see that. The world won't because they are the ones who get caught as a thief in the night. The child of God should be able to see the wolf in the bushes. Okay, so uh, until next time, seek his face and be blessed. Be blessed. God bless you. Later.